Hey NAI football fans, Corey Thorpe here with another edition of the NAI F-Ball podcast powered by AdCraft USA, your custom apparel, merch, and uniform experts. Our friends at AdCraft have been with us for many years now. They've run web stores for us multiple times. These guys are NAI fans and family who are experts in the apparel and merchandise world. AdCraft allows you to take the hassle out of ordering. Let their knowledgeable design and customer service staff handle everything from hosting the store online, shipping the product, and helping your customers so you can get back to the game. Find them online at adcraftusa.com. All right, NAI football fans, this is Corey Thorpe back with another edition of the NAI F-Ball podcast powered by AdCraft Custom Apparel and Merch. You hear me talk about them every week. They're the best, but tonight, Man, do we have a treat for you. Marion's new, old new, new old head coach, Ted Karras Jr. Technically entering his first year of, of coaching Marion, uh, but it's his second stint. Uh, coach Karras, if, uh, for, for those who are unaware with Marion football history, uh, was, was there for the genesis of Marion football in 2007, and won Marion's red banner that uh, you can see behind me there on the same on the St. Vincent Field. There, Coach, how are you doing tonight? Uh, doing good, Corey. Thanks for having me on. I actually, just got back from practice uh, number five in the spring. It was a good, lively day. Very nice. So I, I did want to ask. Does it does it feel weird coming back full circle now? Yeah, a little bit. Absolutely. I, in my career, I thought I'd never, ever go back to a place I've, I coached before because I truly like the adventure of coaching and going different places. And I did a lot. Man. I went all over the Midwest, different states, from Minnesota, Ohio, Illinois, Indiana, and, and enjoyed that journey. And um, yeah, but for some reason, yeah, things happened and all of a sudden I'm back. So, and it's like going back to the future also. And the fact that, you know, when they started football, you know, not everyone wanted football at Sleepy Marin University. You know, we were, it was a, you know, a school that needed to, you know, to increase campus vibrancy. Man, have they done that. And football gave the school confidence to do that. And to see the growth since I've been back, you know, 10 years, the med school's complete, unbelievable. Engineering school getting built, five new dorms. So the confidence that football gave the school led for them to even think, you know, to do bigger things and guided by our president, Dan Elsner, who was always a visionary for what he wanted the school to be, you know, a great American Catholic university and a great American city. And, um, you know, we're going by leaps and bounds and yeah, it's a little weird. It's, it's fun. It's like, you know, a little bit like welcome back Cotter too. I sing that song in my head, <laughs> you know, names have all changed since you've been, you know, and, but it's cool. The guys are working hard and so far so good. Did you like get back your old office and that that you had in 2012, and you're like stepping in, going, "This is weird. I just packed up this thing." Yeah, no, no, actually, and I like to speak about the offices. I was in a, a basement of uh, what was called the Claire Hall, and it flooded regularly when it rained on the west side of Indy. And literally, I had you know when I had recruits, I just couldn't take them down to the office. So now I'm in a different office, but it's still the basement of Oldenburg Hall now. It doesn't flood, but it's a nice office. And yeah, no, it's cool. It's yeah, it's 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 interesting and it's fun. It's been fun. 
So one of the things that I've had noticed and, and I had and I had heard and um you know I just want to kind of get your thoughts on is well you you coached for a rival last year and and I'm trying to wrap my head around it. Um you know you you coached for for St. Francis of Indiana. Um mm-hmm. my the the closest thing that I can think of that that I could liken it to is is Mark Richt uh going from being a player at Miami to uh, being the offensive coordinator at, at Florida State, but did it feel a little weird coaching for a rival of, of a team where you had so much success? Well, I want to thank Kevin Donnelly for giving me the opportunity to get back into business. So there's more to it, just some coaching, you know, as a rival. I was out for five years and watching my son play in the NFL. I, I had an opportunity after I left Marion go to Walsh University, and then I was out of the business. And I didn't mind being out for five years, worked for NCSA, next college student-athlete. And it was great in the fact that I could have flexibility to watch my son on the Patriots, no less, which was a great education, to go to a Bill Belichick practice, to see his notes. So I was out, and then I was at, you know, I was out, and I was, I was itching, you know, and, and ready to get back in. And uh, Adam Sherman, who coaches me in Marion, was recently hired on. And they gave me the opportunity to go up. Now, I patterned, you know, Kevin Down was always gracious to me in the fact when I started marrying, you know, he had, you know, I took the team. We actually started in 06. We were playing that season. We had like 50 guys and we went up and watched the St. Francis game. And then the opportunity just to coach with him, you know, and learn from him. He's also, you know, all time winning as coach in college football. He built a great program. Yeah, it, it was, it was unbelievable. And I drove, you know, a hundred, I still live in Indy. So I, I never, really moved. He went, went to Ohio, rented. And coaches, you have to rent sometimes <laughs> with the movement. But yeah, no, I, I drove 110 miles, went up there daily and helped the uh, Cougars. Yeah, it was it was interesting, great experience. I'm very thankful for it. I mean, Kevin Donnelly is is definitely the NAI GOAT. I mean, the, the dude's top 10, top 5 in, in, in wins all time. You're, you're sitting there Amongst names like Bear Bryant and Amos Alonzo Stag and and Joe Paterno and Bobby Bowden, and you're like, dang, this is this yeah. is for real. Um, so you know, it, it doesn't matter what happens to St. Francis, whether they do good or bad. That man has cemented his legacy, and and he deserves all the respect. All the respect, I and mean, I respect him and love him, man. We had, we had a great, you know, eight months together up there. Learned a lot from him, you know, just how he deals with the whole organization and people, and not to mention his coaching. And yeah, he is the goat. You had mentioned your your son played for the Patriots, uh, now with the with the Bengals, and and you've been able to, you know, take in some Bill Belichick practices. I bet that was absolutely a, a blast. But I mean, you know, it's not like you hadn't grown up around the game. I mean, you're 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 a lifer at at this. I mean, your your family is just steeped in football. For for those at home who who don't know, I'm just going to go run through them real quick. You played one year for the Skins uh in the mid 80s. Your your uncle Lou played 2 years for the Skins. Your other uncle, Alex, played 10 years for the Lions. He's a college football Hall of Famer, an NFL Hall of Famer, 
And he also played in some movie called Blazing Saddles. And uh, <laughs> amongst others, yes. Amongst others, that's look. I, I texted. I texted my dad about it, and I'm like, going, "Hey, you know any of these Karras?" He went, "Dude, Alex Karras was an absolute dude." He said, "I heard he was a softy off the field, but uh, you wanted no part of Alex Karras on the mm-hmm. field. That dude was was a dude." Your your dad played for eight years uh, among four teams and was part of the 1963 NFL championship team. Um, I think that's before they started calling it the Super Bowl, but, you know. And then, of course, your son has spent seven years among four teams and has two uh, championship rings to go along with it. So talk to me about growing up in football and and uh, how how that was what was that like growing up <laughs> well let's start by the Karras brothers that grew up in Gary Indiana you know the sons of a uh, six kids in the family one you know my aunt Nan but five boys steel town Gary Indiana immigrant Greek was a doctor my my grandma immigrant from Canada uh, was a nurse but uh, my grandfather died when my dad was 12, 48 years old. So the impetus, you know, I mean, football was, they loved it, but they knew that they had to play football to get a scholarship to go to college. If not, they're going to work in the mills. Not that that's a bad thing, but they didn't really want to do that. So they really, you know, got good at football. And they had a great high school coach named Art Rolfe, Emerson High School, Gary, Indiana. And all of them went on to the Big Ten. And seven of us ended up playing in the Big Ten and five in the NFL, which you just mentioned. Um, and, yeah, my dad, my son, and I each, you know, got a ring from the teams that we were on and played for coaches like Belichick, Hallis, and Gibbs. You know, and, um, you know, football is, you know, like I said, a means to get an education. But it was just awesome growing up. And, you know, the knowledge, the stories I would hear. You know, especially in the old days of football in the 60s and 70s, you know, way different than now. And then getting to hear my son tell the stories now of Coach Belichick and Coach Taylor and getting to meet a lot of the characters, you know, in this game. You know, my son, you know, Tom Brady to Fitzmagic, you know, Joe Burrow. You know, I got to play pig with Joe Burrow last year, you know, Memorial Day. It's fun, competitive, and he won the whole thing. But that's been it's been a heck of a journey. It's been really fun. I, I can imagine uh, with Joe Burrow that 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 dude is is competitive almost to a fault uh, is is what I is what I hear. Well, he is, and I love that about him. That's why he's so great, you know. Because and we are too, you know. The Karras family is too, so we always. So when Ted got to the Bengals, you know, they invited some guys over, and Joe Burrow was one of them. We had about ten guys. I was the cook. Barbecued up some chicken and some sausages, but at the end of the meal, Ted has a full court there in Cincinnati, and we're going to play pig. Six of us, and we and we split up the course to begin. But the finals were uh, me, Burrow, um, one of Joe Bocci's friends, <laughs> and Joe Burrow ended up winning by connecting on like four really deep threes that just knocked all of us out, and he just won. I saw him a couple weeks later at the Bengals practice. I said, Joe, I want a rematch. And he looked at me and said, only if you want to lose, coach. Boom, <laughs> just got me. So, yeah, he's the ultimate competitor. Something else. 
the the very best are. I mean, if you if you're not a competitor, you're not going to last a whole a whole lot of time in in the league. It's it's just going to if you're not competitive, it's going to chew you up and spit you out. Absolutely. So, let's take a look at your team. Uh, you know, last year, um, you know, you have a great year. Um, you have a good year. I mean, nine and two for Marion standards. It's 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 good. Uh, there's there's about half the NAI that would kill for nine and two. Um, but um, you know, you, you start off really really um really well. Uh, against Madonna, you have good games against St. Francis, which was an, an absolutely fun game. Um, you take the loss against Indiana Wesleyan, a, a seven-pointer at home, come back and you beat St. Francis. It seems odd beating yourself, but okay, we'll go with it. Um, you know, it, talk to me about that that gauntlet. I mean, it, it gets no... It, it doesn't get any easier next year. Um, you, you still have to face IWU, St. Francis, Concordia, Siena Heights. I swear they put them in a row every year, and I and I don't know what sort of perverse person does does these schedules, but <laughs> here we are. Well, that's the MSFA, baby. It's one. It's one of the best leagues in the NAI, you know. We, and we get you know, and we set a standard back at Marion, you know, and that's. I, I joke around. I say, let's create a monster, you know, for all sports. That's the goal. And, you know, if you fall short, it is what it is. But, yeah, there's good years. They had a solid good year. Absolutely. You know, but football's a what have you done for me lately business. It doesn't mean really anything. Now, to us, we're in spring ball, new group, guys moved on, new guys stepping up in the leadership roles. And, you know, we have some experienced guys back, which is great. We got a big recruiting class coming in. And um, everything's up for competition. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a tough league. You know, I heard you on a, uh, one of your previous podcasts, with Coach Curry, you know, about, you know, the shakeups in the league, too, as far as going to the West. I think we're a candidate and so is St. Francis. So we're going to find that out on May 8th. So, yeah, it's just a tough league. It's 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 that's why, you know, the, a lot of the winners of the league went on to win it all. Absolutely. Um, and, and I do think that y'all are a good candidate to go to the West. Uh, it, it works geographically. And honestly, I, I think that if I'm Olive Nazarene, if I'm St. Xavier, if I'm St. Francis of Illinois, I do not want any part of Marion coming to the West. I'm, I'm rooting for, I'm, 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 you know, if it's choice between the two of you, I'm going to take St. Francis. Um, if, if I'm, if I'm them, um, you know, having back to back meh years, you know, not that they're, they couldn't come back and, and be amazing at any point. I mean, they're still churning out all conference talent. Like it's like, it's nothing, but I, man, I, I think that gives you a good position. If, if the decision is Marion to the West, I think that gives you a good position to breathe just a, Skosh easier about your your road to the playoffs. No breathing easier in this business, whether it's the West or East, Corey. I ain't breathing easy on anything. I hear so you. I respect both sides of the league. I get it. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see here May 8th. I think there will be a decision made for 2024 how we're going to go. Let's take a look at your team. You've got a lot of folks coming back. Uh, 
you know, the core of Marion uh, the last few years has has absolutely been the running game, the offensive line, smash them, grind them into into pieces. Whether whether it's Baron Hubler, Christian Hunter, or the three or four other guys since we started this that have been absolute monsters at running back and that monstrous offensive line. You're bringing back Hubler, you're bringing back Hunter, you're bringing back Sybil, you're bringing back Jones, you're bringing back Byerly at, at your tight end position uh, to create that leverage. And on top of that, you're bringing back a quarterback that is a 2,400-yard passer, um, 66% passer, 9.5 yards per attempt, uh, which is, heck, that'll work. Um, talk to me about your offense. Are y'all planning on changing styles? Are you planning on, on doing anything different? Or are you still going to plan on grinding people into powder? Well, it's a great question. Well, Coach B.J. Coates taking over the offense. He's on his second stint, but he was here last year, too. Um, and we're going to do a lot of the same things. No, they've had some success. You know, when I came into this, I was not just going to be a guy, you know, have to do this, do that. I observed and talked and, and talked with the players and, you know, and some of the things. Yeah, there's going to be some new wrinkles, though. Absolutely. And giving the quarterback some more autonomy to do some things. Um, so. You know, and it's and it's, I'm really happy to have all those guys back. You know, Zach Bundle was elected the spring captain. Sibyla was, Baron Hubler was, Andrew Byerly was. You know, offensively, so that's good to have that. You know, I don't know how much they've led before, but they're going to lead now as they're getting older in the program and they have good experience. It's been fun to coach them so far. Defensively, you've got a lot coming back too. Whether it be Dion Pettiford, Jake Paris, Jay Sean Underwood, Nate Fry, it seems like at every level of your defense, you've got and and all-conference guy coming back and you know your, your defense has always been a strength of Marion um, you know helping to to play complementary football to that to that run game it's it's very hard to to win if you don't have the ball it's very hard to win if you're not on the field so talk to me about your defense and and where you're going with that Sure, you mentioned some more captains there. Pettiford elected captain, Fry elected a captain. Um, Clay Campbell's a newcomer to that. Jake Paris is coming back from an injury. But um, no, we, uh, you know, you're right. You know, got to have a good defense. Marion's always had a pretty darn good defense. There's been some changes in the coaching staff. Justin Robinson's coming in from UT Martin. Coach Steve Tutsi, who's coached here before, is also hiring the defensive staff. And we have a good group of guys that, that, you know, maybe weren't coming back, are coming back also now. And they've had a really good spring so far. I had some takeaways today, numerous sacks as I was the ref today in today's scrimmage. <laughs> so, and we're not, we're not going live on the quarterback, <laughs> even though I haven't passed. But um, no, those guys have been good. They've been pro- providing some good leadership. And um, yeah, they're going to be, the, you know, our base of, of our defense exactly on each level. Yeah, there's there's no there's no sense in in whacking your quarterback around uh, with 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 that. Um, you do you 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 mentioned it before. You're bringing in some some new folks, and and you've got a good mix of of old uh, folks that have been around Marion. B.J. Code being one of them. Um, but 
you know, whether it be Justin Robinson at your DC or, or Steve Tutsi as your as your special teams coordinator, uh, Jaquan Patia, uh, Sean Wilson, all those all those guys there, Daryl Hankins, Leotis Moore. You got a lot of new faces. Um, what's the what's the feeling like around around the players? Are the we getting some gelling and uh, and doing it, or or is it a little bit of a learning process still for these guys? Oh, no, I think we're gelling. I mean, that was over the winter, too. And you mentioned guys like Patilla, one of the original Marion players, one of the all-time greats here. Darrell Hankins, also D-line. Sean Wilson, coach of the first stint. But having to bring back some former players is really cool. But, no, that is one of the challenges, not only to get to know the team, you know, but also as a staff, we haven't coached together, you know, before, all of us, you know. And um, but I, thought, I think it's gone great so far. But, no, that's, that's definitely a challenge. But no, the, the players are gelling. They're excited. Uh, we do, you know, practice has been good, enthusiastic, and we want to keep that rolling. One of the, the I guess the big news this week, it'll be last week by the time this comes out, but uh, the, the big news this week where we're doing this is the NAI is, is losing another program. Uh, this time yeah. it's, yeah. Um, you know, again from the North Star, um, you know, and and it, it makes it makes me think we've we've got we've got two programs that were that we're losing for um, for for 2023, and we've got one that's going to an online only, so that 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 ends the football program. And and I know that it's a really tough time for for small colleges. Um, with with COVID and what online learning does, and and the number of institutions of higher learning is is in the middle of it of a decade long down uh, downward trend. Um, what's the importance of of athletics within the greater institutional picture, and and how do we make sure that we lose as few teams from the NAI as possible? Yeah, that comes, though, from an administrative front. And I'll tell you why Marion University started football, to go along with your questions, for three reasons. One was increased enrollment, especially male enrollment, their nursing school, campus privacy and exposure. So athletics is huge at all these schools, especially from an enrollment standpoint. Um, and then if you have winning teams, you know, it just adds to the greater good of the community and you know, more people get on board and invest. But, you know, that's why I commend Marion and, and, you know, President Elsner for his vision of where he wanted to take it because we did, they did not stay stagnant. They, they started football. They started other things. Now, I mean, can't believe a, a lot more sports than when I was here, too. You got to get some more fields going. But, um, no, it's super important to all these schools. But then the university and the administration also has to build the infrastructure around, you know, athletics. And also keep their recruiting up too, but from a recruitment level and student body, it's it, it's it takes up a lot of it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's huge, and and you know, and and it it kills me every time to see the school go under. And I, there's been three in my time that have actually gone like under under. Um, I know we've had one move moved online only, but whether it be presentation, whether it be Cincinnati Christian, and 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 now 
And now this one here in, in Iowa Wesleyan, it, it kills me every time because those are kids who are now going to be looking for a home. And uh, I almost feel sorry for the head coach because you, kn- you know he's going down with the ship. He's going to be the last one out to turn out the lights on the, on the program. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I, I I totally agree. Have you ever been to Iowa Wesleyan? I have not. Any I, I travels? It's the I I haven't. I mean, it's it's one of those places that it's so important in football lore. I mean, that was the birthplace yeah, of the air raid. That was how mummy. That that's where uh, the the pirate got his start. Um, <laughs> you know, that's that's such a big place in football, and to see the death of that. It is a loss to the game of football. Agreed. Well, Coach, the one thing I'm asking pretty much everybody is, is you know if you're, if you're not improving, you're falling behind. That's the way it is for everybody. It doesn't matter if it's on the football field or if it's in your everyday life. Um, life's just like that. So... What's kind of y'all's focus this year to, to really fight back against that? What area of your program, on or off the field, are, are y'all really seeking to improve on in 2023? Well, coming in new, I mean, I'm looking at everything. I'm just looking at how things have been run. You know, I just got done with three months. But here's what we do. We go hard every day. We live in the moment and let the chips fall where they may. And if you do that every day of your life, You'll feel good at the end of the day. We went hard today at practice. We've been going good in meetings. You know, I've been observing guys, seniors step up in leaders. You know, it's been interesting and all, all of that kind of stuff and all the things, you know, outside the field that go on. And um, that's kind of my philosophy. I don't have any one specific thing. I'm looking at the whole program, especially just in this time frame. I mean, it is. I mean, it's a great time to do it to to reexamine everything, to rethink everything. Is is with with a change of this nature, it's yeah. everything is up for grabs, and and you've you have definitely mentioned that. And um, hey, we are we're looking forward to another great year of of football, especially in in the mid east of the MSFA. I mean, it's a it's a absolute grind of the best kind every every year and and we're really looking to see who's going to come out on top um even if y'all go over to mid the midwest it's still going to be absolutely fun um you know you, you've got some great schools over there that are going to challenge and push and it, it's going to be a really interesting year however you slice it totally agree man that's what's the great thing about football there's a season there's a beginning there's an end there's an off season and it's going to be an exciting 2023 we hope you enjoyed this episode of the NAIF Ball Podcast presented by AdCraft USA. Be sure to contact them for all your custom apparel, merch, and uniform needs. If you enjoy the show, subscribe to the podcast as well as to our YouTube channel. Leave us a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. As always, if you'd like to support what we do, head over to patreon.com slash N-A-I-A-F-B-A-L-L and become a patron. We can't do what we do without our sponsors and listeners like you.